0: What's up, Faders? Welcome back to another action-packed episode of Got Faded Japan, and I am your host today, Jeremy. And today, as you can notice, I'm by myself. I'm on another solo run. Got a solo adventure here for you guys today. But I got a bunch of stuff to talk about, and uh, hopefully I can make this entertaining for you. And uh, yeah, I'm just talking to myself in my studio, but hopefully you will get a kick out of this. But before I get started with today's show... You know, and I know, that J- today pff, that Fated Japan is about one dude. Booze. Look at that one. Oops. Turn it around. Japan and the fucking news. All right. So I've got a bunch of news today. <clears throat> and I've also got a bunch of beer to help me get through this. So the first one I started off with today is a classic. It's one of my favorites. It's called Yona Yona. Uh, and, uh, that's from Nagano where they had the 2000 shit. What was it? 1998 Olympics back in the day, boys. And I was there watched some ski jumps. Hmm. So here's to you faders. Cheers. If you're drinking with me. All right. Well, as you guys know, we have just jumped into October. Today's October 2nd. If you're watching this in the future, 2023. And my homie Johnny, he's back in the States uh, with the fam, doing the family thing. And uh, he'll be back there for a couple weeks, but I think he's going to put out some solo adventures on his own as well. So keep your eye on the YouTube channel and see what pops up, because he'll go through some interesting stuff while he's up there, I'm sure. Homie's from Detroit, and you know interesting shit happens in Detroit. (laughs) Always stuff happens in Detroit. Interesting stuff. But anywho, this show is about Japan, so I want to stick to Japan-centric stuff. And since it's about Japan and it's Halloween time, what better time would it be than to talk about something pretty scary? So what I've done today is I've prepared a little bit of a story, true story, about a guy back in the uh, earlier part of the... This year, not this year, it was a few years ago But uh, he he is uh, Known as the Cannibal of Japan This is a true story, this guy is a cannibal, he ate a person And uh, It's interesting what happens to him So stick around to the end of this video and hear the entire story Because you're not going to believe What happens to this guy At the end of the story Alright, check it out So I'm talking about In case you don't know, a guy named Issei Sagawa and Issei Sagawa was born on November 24th, 1949. And he died just uh, last year. Um, I think in November of last year. He was 73 when he died. And the reason this guy is famous is because he's known as the Kobe Cannibal. And he was a dude who was a little creepy, creepy dude, man. And he did some horrible shit. Uh, he was a, a murderer, a cannibal, and a necrophiliac. I said it. He's known for killing a young lady called Renee Hartvelt in Paris in 1981. So he he murdered her. Then he mutilated her body and cannibalized parts, cannibalized parts of her body and performed necrophilia on her corpse, you know, so not a cool guy. And he did this for several days. He did it for several days and he was eventually arrest, arrested in Paris and deported back to Japan. But here's the controversial part since the crime was committed in paris and they didn't prosecute him they they just deported his ass and sent him back to japan he was he was he was captured they sent him back to the police in japan he was held unconditionally for 2 years and they didn't have any trial and they didn't know what law to prosecute him under because there's there was no real way of deciding Should he be prosecuted in Japan for a crime that was done in in Paris? Or should he be prosecuted under Japanese law? Should he send him back to Paris to be prosecuted under Parisian law? But in Japan government's ultimate wisdom, they said, fuck it, let him go. And they just let the guy go, man. He fucked a dead chick. He killed a chick. He mutilated her. He ate some of her butt. And then they just let this fucking guy go. Can you believe that? And then he became a little bit of, of a celebrity in Japan and uh you know just lived a normal life. He could he could have just been living next door to you and you wouldn't have even known he was a a murderer and a, nef- a necrophiliac and a cannibal. And he just he's the guy you see every morning in the coffee shop. He's the guy who comes out and waves hi to you uh you know when, when you're going to work, you know, but this dude's got a secret dark past. But let's uh let's uh jump into some of his uh, earlier life so like i mentioned before he was born in in uh 1949 in kobe which is in hugo prefecture which is not too far from where i live but um far enough away where you'd have to take like a, a plane to get there and his father who was a, a kira Sagao, was a businessman who served under the like he served as the president of of Karita waters industry so it, like he worked at the water plant like a water purifying plant and his grandfather had been an editor for the Asahi Shimbun. So, you know, a family of some good stature. And um, it says in, in the, the this uh, report that he was born prematurely and reported small enough that he could fit into the palm of his father's hand. And um, they, they, uh, they thought that he had like some kind of like disease, like where he had like his intestines were underdeveloped or too small. And uh, they gave him some injections of of potassium and calcium and saline and saline solution, and that that pretty much brought him back. But he never really developed much as a person uh, as far as heights and stature. He was kind of always a diminished, small little guy, with the, with a kind of a creepy, not deformed look, but like some something's wrong with this guy, like you know. The elevator doesn't go to the top floor. There's you can always look at him and say, "There's something off with this little fuck." So never like a normal person, right? Started off bad and just gets worse and worse. So he says that he first experienced like his cannibalistic desires like while he was in the first grade because uh, he was looking at another kid's thigh leg, leg, le- you know, part of his leg called the thigh. And he was like imagining what it would be like to to bite and eat that that part of that little other little kid's leg. And that kind of just stuck with him in, in his stupid little warped mind. And then it was reported that as a youth, he partook in bestiality with dogs and uh with his own dog. <laughs> you can make this you can make the joke, hey, it's your dog. No, it's not funny. Put the peanut butter down. But no, he he was uh, abusing his animals, so that's another fucked-up thing he did. And uh, at, at that time, when he was getting older and older, he stopped desiring, like, boys and started to desire women, but not in a sexual way, but more, like, a cannibalistic way, you know? This guy's definitely got some problems, man. Like, Japan's not really, really, really up on the mental health thing, and they kind of hide it. It's kind of shameful, I guess. And this guy could have really used some help like from a mental health uh professional but you know he grew up and uh later he went on to waco university <laughs> it's w a k o but like it says waco which sounds like like a what like he's a wacko you know if you're going to say it in english but he's a, he is a wacko but he attended waco university and completed a master's degree in english literature because crazy people can speak english and, and uh he finished his master's degree at Kawase gakuin university so yeah he's he's a college educated guy and uh but he's still he's got all these weird desires and stuff and he's he's got all these um sick 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 hobbies and tendencies so at the age of 24 while attending uh university in tokyo sagawa followed a tall german woman home and then he broke into her apartment while she was sleeping and he was his intention was to cannibalize her by slicing off parts of her buttocks and then sneaking away uh, with a small part of her flesh. But the chick woke up, and according to Sagawa, she was a big, big, big German bitch, and she beat the snot out of him. And uh, she pushed him to the ground, and Sagawa was captured by the police, and then charged with attempted rape. Because I don't think he admitted at that time that he was in there to go nom, 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 nom on some of her flesh. Like fucking like Hannibal Lecter, dude's all kinds of fucked up. So he didn't confess to his his intentions of like, uh, of trying to eat somebody, and the authorities couldn't prove that he tried to rape her. Uh, so that the charges were dropped, and his father paid a settlement to the victim. There's no real like uh document uh that says how much the father paid but daddy paid so she wouldn't charge him anymore so the chick got paid and left i guess she doesn't know how close she got to getting cannibalized though because later on who the shit gets worse man so in 1977 at the age of 28 Sagawa moved to france to pursue his phd he's still going to hang out in the academic world and he wants to pursue his phd so he went to um terrible at french i'm going to fuck this up but so Sorbonne, Sorbonne in in Paris and uh Sagawa has said that while he was a residence in Paris almost every night he would uh, bring home a prostitute and then he would try to shoot them but for some reason his fingers froze up and he couldn't pull the trigger so he's continuing his little gross you know fantasies and stuff while in Paris so this guy' is, is you know he's a time bomb a ticking time bomb so we get to the part now where he's going to actually go through with the murder of this poor young lady named Renee Hartvelt. Okay, so the date is uh, June 11th, 1981, and Segal was 32 years old by this time. And he invited his classmate from uh, Sorbonne, uh University, uh, a Dutch woman named Renee Hartville, uh to a dinner date in his apartment at 10 Rue Erlanger under the pretext of translating some poetry for a school assignment, Sagawa planned to kill her and eat her. So he already knew what he was going to do. There was no there was no way this chick was walking away. And uh, he selected her because of her health and her beauty. So apparently she was a very attractive young lady. And uh, yeah, he, he was going to kill her and eat her. He already had a plan. So th- the fact that she was healthy and beauty was also characteristics that Sagawa inside himself uh, felt like he lacked, that like he didn't have it. He always felt like ugly and weak and small because he, he was literally like 144 centimeters or four foot nine tall. And so, you know, he's just always like this diminished little gross dude and and his gross tendencies to try to hurt people and hurt animals and stuff like that just made him like really unpleasant to be around, I guess. So the young lady, uh, Renee Hartfelt, she was 25 years old at the time. She was uh, five foot 10 or 178 centimeters tall and after she arrived uh, at his apartment she, uh, they began reading poetry at his desk and she had her back to Sagawa uh, when he went into his other room and he got out his rifle and he boom shot this chick right through the fucking neck and uh, yeah she uh, she, dro- she dropped forward she leaned, leaned forward and she was dead yeah Th- there was no way she would have survived that and Sagawa says that um, he was so shocked that he finally went through with this, that he, he, he himself fainted at the shock of shooting her. And then he, he wrote, you know, after he woke up, he realized what kind of fucked up shit that he did. And he was happy with himself. A normal person would have been like freaked out or terrified or w- wonder what the fuck had happened. But he was happy with himself. He was so happy that he proceeded to rape her corpse. Mm, lovely guy. Told you this is not not a good story. Uh, it's, it's fucking terrifying that this guy's allowed to walk around. Uh, he, he tried to eat her raw, but he realized that his teeth could not bite through her skin because they weren't sharp enough. So he left the apartment and purchased a butcher knife. You can see where this is going. And then Sagawa consumed various parts of uh, her body, eating her uh, breast, her face, her buttocks, her feet. Her thighs, her neck were all uh, either cooked or eaten raw. And then he admitted that he swallowed her clitoris whole uh, during the, the uh, during the whole incident because she was on her period at the time. And uh, he did not like the smell of uh, menstruation blood. Oh, that, that was the problem. <laughs> Out of all the horrible shit that this guy did, that was the fucking problem. Oh, my God, this guy's fucked up. Uh, in addition to eating, uh, her body parts, he, uh, he kept some of her other body parts in his refrigerator and he took photos of her body at each stage while, while he was eating it. And once he had like some of the body left and it started to stink and decompose, he had to try to get rid of the, the um, the remains of her body. So what he did is he dumped it into a, uh, two suitcases and he took those two suitcases outside to, uh. Bour de Bourne Park, and he carried those two suitcases out there. And then while he was trying to dump those two suitcases in the park, the police caught him and arrested him. Right? They caught him in the act and he was arrested by the French police. But oh Papa, Papa came to his defense again. He hired a very, very expensive lawyer uh for his son's defense and he was being held uh, in, I guess I made a mistake before. He was being held in Paris for two years awaiting trial. And then while he was being held in Paris and awaiting trial, they did like a psychological research on him, which should have been done years ago, man, years ago. But they finally did it on him and they, they found that he was incompetent. The dude was legally insane and uh, they, unfit to stand a trial by, uh, by a French judge. And they ordered him held indefinitely in a mental institution. And um, while he was in the institution, he was visited by an author for a book. And the author's name was uh, uh, Inuhiko Yomota. And he got got Sagawa's account uh, of the killing and then published it in a Japanese magazine uh, titled In the Fog. And... Because of this publication, Sagawa started to get, like, kind of infamous in Japan. And people who were into, like, the macabre and, and, like, horrible shit like this, uh, he became, like, kind of a celebrity to them. I I don't get it myself, but for some people, that's their thing. And he became, like, an underground celebrity to these other fucking sickos. okay so after that uh he started gaining like all this publicity and stuff in japan and that kind of influenced the french authorities to to hurry up and get him out get him out of france because they were tired of all this news coverage and people wondering about what happened to this girl and the horrible details of the of the uh of this murder in, 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 in the French people were just get this guy out of our fucking land. So eventually they said they were going to send him to Matsuzawa Hospital in Tokyo. And when he got there, this is the fucked up part. When he got there, he was examined by the Japanese psychologist, all declared him sane and found that he just had like some sexual perversion. And that was his only motivation for the murder as for the charges against sagawa in france they were all dropped and the french courts uh documents were sealed and not released to the japanese authority consequently uh the japanese couldn't do anything because he didn't commit a crime in japan i know it's fucked up i'm i'm screaming i know you're screaming at your monitor like what yeah true story it's fucked up but that's what happened he didn't commit a crime here um, the fucking French people dropped the charges and they took all the documents, all the evidence, everything and sealed it and didn't give it to the Japanese authorities. So, guess who gets let out of jail and out of the mental institution? And just gets told, see ya, go out there and enjoy life. Yeah, Sagawa. So he got his total freedom and he didn't get, he just did two years in detention, never charged. Uh, uh, he checked himself out of the hospital in 1986 and subsequently remained free until his death. Even though his death, uh, even though his freedom was widely criticized worldwide, the Japanese people, basically their hands were tied. So there's nothing they could do. Now there's even more fucked up shit about this. Uh, Vice did a vice did a, um, a documentary on, on Sagawa, the Japanese cannibal, the Kobe cannibal, right? And uh, what they talked about in that in that book is Sagawa, he also started drawing pictures of what he did to that innocent girl in, in France, like graphic pictures. And then he wrote down his account and he took the pictures in his graphic account of what happened that day and he made a book out of it and he's allowed to sell that book for profit here in Japan. Fucked up, bro. Fucked up. Uh, that poor girl's family got nothing out of the like the proceeds or anything like that. I know in the States you can't do that. Like, uh, didn't OJ Simpson write a book after he murdered like uh his wife and her her boyfriend at the time, the waiter? I think, yeah, and then all the proceeds for that book ended up going to um the Goldman family because they were never compensated for uh the loss of their their um their son. But I don't know how it works in Japan. But anywho, Vice Vice Magazine uh, made a document in 2011. And uh, in addition to writing a book, Sagawa also made porno movies, man. Porno movies with this dude. So, like, there are girls out there who did the deed with, with this guy after he's already a cannibal, a murderer, an insane person, a prisoner, a criminal, and a necrophiliac. But they're still made... Talking movies about this guy, man. So he did that from 1986 all the way up until shit last year. Man, he was just riding the high horse, like living off his celebrity and stuff like that. Uh he even like went to his went to his parents' funeral free. And he he um he after his parents died, he got their house, he moved in there. Um, he get he got to receive welfare benefits you know because he wasn't working um he got he got welfare because he wasn't working because who's gonna hire him right like normal people wouldn't hire this guy especially because they, if they knew who he was and um eventually you know his little stupid body gave out on him and uh he died in, of, of pneumonia just last year in um in Tokyo. At the age of seventy three, but until seventy three, from nineteen eighty six to two thousand twenty two, this dude was just walking around like didn't like he didn't do a damn thing. What do you guys think about that? Isn't that fucked up? That's one of the scariest stories. And since it's Halloween, I thought I'd bring in a scary story. And uh, wow, man! If you want to see that Vice documentary, I think it's out there on YouTube probably um yeah you could probably find it and see what this guy it looks like for yourself and uh man it's just creepy to think that you move into a house what if you're like a foreigner and you move into a house here in japan you didn't know what was going on and suddenly that dude's your next door fucking neighbor man that would be like you know the movie seven that'd be like the movie seven that creepy motherfucker living next to you you would be locking your windows locking your locking your doors and like you know pulling all the shades. I don't want this guy coming into my fucking house, looking over the balcony. You know, like what a weirdo get away from me. (laughs) Oh, creepy. Anywho, dude, uh, I'm glad that there are not a lot of people like him in Japan. I mean, there's some bad shit that happens. We talk about it all the time here in the news section, but, uh, yeah, that guy is a creeper. Yeah. But, uh, whoo, take that for what it is. Do your own research. Um, yeah, have a look at it. And with that said, I guess uh, next, I'm gonna hop into some news. So check this out. We'll be back in just a second. Peace. Whoa, <laughs> look at all this. Hey, what's up? I'm Johnny, AKA the spilt Dink, the one and only. And uh, today I'm going to make a popsicle painting. I'm really excited to do this. I've got all my paints here. It takes about this much paint to make a popsicle painting. And uh, I've got my two other most important ingredients. Very strong hot coffee. Oh, actually that's not that hot, but still it's strong coffee. (laughs) And I've got punk rock music. With these two things, nothing could go wrong. All right, with that said, let's rock. stars american Bar, located between daimyo and yakui come get your party on all right faders we are back with the news i hope you like that story i mean there's not much to like about that story uh about the kobe cannibal that guy was fucked up man but i mean for halloween what what a what a great story to start off halloween with right the halloween season here in japan um halloween's getting worse and worse here in japan i mean well i say worse and worse but more it's more celebrated now i mean people are having a good time shibuya gets packed this year the the uh, mayor of shibuya has actually asked that no one come to shibuya to, to celebrate and um if you ask me that was a dumb thing to do because now everyone's gonna flood shibuya as they normally do every halloween it's probably gonna be even worse because you said don't come and uh, i've got a a bunch of beers here to get through to so help me get through the The news section here. This one is a classic. You all know Abisu, but this is Abisu black. Abisu black. Hence the black can. Hey, did you guys know this? Um, There's a little dude here on, on the can of Abisu. Let me put him here in front of the camera. Oh, like that. That guy is Abisu. His name is Abisu. That guy with the fish. Now, if you know who that is he's carrying one fish he's a god right he's a, he's like a god or something some kind of japanese god he's carrying one fish that's normal that's the normal abisu sign he's got one fish there but if you get if you get an abisu can with with where he's carrying two fishes two fishes then that's called a lucky abisu and it really happens like one in every 20,000 cans i've seen one one time and uh, it really happens so if you come to japan and you're out here checking shit out Keep your eye out for Ibisus and keep your eye out for a lucky ebisu. Let me open this bitch up. Oh yeah. Smells nice. It's not like a Guinness. It's a black beer. It's a stout. But it's it's kind of a lighter stout, right? Uh, it's not really coffee flavored. It's more, uh, it's lighter. It's, like, it's it's more like like a lager, but it's a dark lager. But it's seriously, it's like black, but it tastes delicious. I like it. Here's to you guys. Shout out to everyone who is drinking with me right now, hanging out. And we're about to hop into some news. I got some interesting news. All right. Here we go. We're going to go to sh- we're going to go to Nagoya for the first story. Uh this one says Nagoya enforces the no walking on escalators rule. So, escalators are are kind of different in Japan if you didn't know. So, in Tokyo and everything, you s- Stand on the, if you want to, if you just want to stand on the stairs, you stand on the left and people can walk up the right. In Osaka, people stand on the right and everyone walks up the left. Now Nagoya is tired of that shit. (laughs) They're going to enforce the no walking on escalators. There's actually signs in all places in Japan that said, don't run on the escalators. Don't walk on the escalators. Please ride up the escalators. You know? So for some reason, people enjoy walking on them. And dude, some escalators are ridiculous in Japan because, like, they go like almost up, like looks like almost like a eighty-seven degree incline. They're and they're long too. There's some of them that go like stories and stories and stories. So, yeah, interesting though. So anyhow, in Nagoya, Nagoya is going to enforce the no walking on escalators rule starting October first. Nagoya city in central Japan is now requiring people to stop walking on escalators while riding an escalator uh, in order to prevent accidents. Although there are no penalties for violating the ordinance, Nagoya city has encouraged its passengers to please stop and stand as some people have, um, have in certain conditions been knocked over and and hurt themselves on the escalator. Oh, as one subway passenger pointed out, Uh, The right lane is empty and everyone moves forward. So it is mandatory that everyone will stop and there will be fewer accidents. Okay. Uh, Nagoya is the first city in Japan to issue such an ordinance uh, requiring people to stop on escalators. But you know what? It has no teeth. No teeth. So there's no teeth to this law, which means there's no penalty. So what are they going to do? Hey, you. Stop. No. Okay. Okay. (laughs) you're not gonna fucking enforce it people aren't gonna listen to it right they're really not gonna do anything they're just gonna keep doing what they want to do that's weird i don't know good luck nagoya i hope it works out all right next story monkeys invade house and attack young boys this happened in osaka osaka Stay classy Osaka Johnny loves you too by the way I'm just putting that out there he loves you and not just platonically okay two young boys were attacked and injured by a monkey in Kyushu on Saturday uh with the security camera capturing the primate entering the house and biting the five-year-old boy inside wow holy shit I hate monkeys uh the report was received around 7 a.m. uh That a child had been bitten by a monkey at a residence in Nakagawa City, Fukuoka Prefecture. Oh, shit. That's down here where I live, man. I don't know where Nakagawa City is, but fuck. I didn't. Stay away from monkeys. They are not not your friends. (laughs) Monkeys. All right. The monkey entered the house through the front door, like a Christian, uh, which was left open for ventilation. Somebody farted in there. All right. Uh, it And it bit a five-year-old boy on the thigh, leaving two puncture wounds uh in his pants. Okay, so I don't know if it made puncture wounds in his leg, but it definitely did in his pants. And the father responded by punching the monkey and driving them out of the house. Punch the monkey. Fucking hell. Did you spank the monkey? No, I punched the monkey. <laughs> okay. Anywho. So, hey, dudes, if you don't know, monkeys have these giant fucking fangs and they're scary as shit. And they can open their mouth really wide. Okay, about 30 minutes later, there was a report of a four-year-old boy being bitten by a monkey in the yard where he was located about 500 meters away. The boy sustained injuries to his arms and legs. Oh, he got bit twice. Shit. Uh, the Fukuoka Pre- in Fukuoka Prefecture, there have been several reports of monkey attacks, uh, including one where a schoolgirl was bitten by a monkey in the residential area of Fukuoka City. Oh, shit. I know where that is. Uh, The police are advising residents not to approach monkeys if they encounter them and do not make eye contact with them. Try to avoid eye contact with them. Dude, monkeys try to bite your fucking arms, your legs and your dick. Stay away from them. Don't fuck with monkeys, dude. Everyone thinks monkeys are cute and, and, and nice. They are wild animals with giant fucking teeth. Stay away from monkeys. Monkeys suck. Fuck you, monkeys. There's no reason to go around monkeys. It's no reason whatsoever. Okay. All right. Find another story. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Veteran zookeeper mauled to death by lion. A lot of monkey and lion stories today. Uh this happened on in Tokyo on September 29th. A male zookeeper has died after being mauled by a lion during the feeding time at the safari park uh, in northern Japan. Oh, fuck yeah. They got these these safari parks where you drive through with your car and the animals are just like walking around and shit and everyone thinks that's normal. I I went through it and I was like, dude, that's a lion. And it's like right next to the car. It's not fun. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And like some people, there's even been like inc- incidences instances. Where people get out of their car because they think it's cute or whatever. Or they had an argument. And they get out of the car and the lion's like, oh, lunch. Yeah, don't do that. That's dumb. So anywho, <clears throat> Kinichikato, who was a 53-year-old and a veteran live uh, animal keeper uh, with 27 years experience, was responsible for caring for the lions, was found collapsed inside the lion's den with a bite mark, uh, with bite marks all over his body. Maybe that guy Sagawa-san, got to him. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. Bleeding from he, he was bleeding from his neck. So that's that was the kill shot. You know, lions always like grab the neck and try to snap the neck. Uh he was taken to the hospital hospital where he was later confirmed dead. Yeah, no shit, right? According to the Tohoku Safari Park, the lion that attacked attacked Kato was a female. During the day, the lions are allowed to roam freely and in their designated designated area. And after the last admission at 3.30 p.m., the keepers enter the enclosure to feed them. Can't you just feed them from outside the enclosure or rig a system where you, know, you have like this arm that goes over the fence and you just drop shit off? You don't have to go close to them. I'm just throwing shit out there. Come on, folks. Work with me here. Uh, there's a work area in, for keepers in front of the lion's enclosure with a iron double lock door with a padlock and chain. Normally a, uh, after a keeper places food in the enclosure and locks the door, the lion enters from the opposite side, ensuring that the keeper and the lion are, are never in the same space. <laughs> Tell that to Kato song. Okay. It is believed that the door was left open, Don't! Uh, leading to the attack. Surveillance cameras captured the lion, dragging the keeper into the enclosure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Tohoku Park has announced that it will be temporary clo- temporarily closed. No shit. All right. Yeah. Uh, I like animals, but you have to respect a giant animal, man. Even like monkeys. Dude, if a little monkey or whatever would run up and bite you, what about a fucking 400-pound lioness who just looks at you like you're made of dinner? Like, if you were just made of tacos and you came around me, I would be like, ah! But like a lioness looks at you and says, come on, man, you're just all meat. Um, Yeah, and if she jumps on you, what's your what's your course of action? I don't give a fuck if you're a black belt. A lion jumps on your back and bites your neck, you're a you're, there's, no, there's no recovering from that man I'll tell you what that's scary man Uh, and why don't they have an automatic door that like knows when the keeper's in and knows when the keeper's out it's so, like as soon as the keeper walks out it automatically closes or as soon as the keeper gets like up there he pushes a button and it opens automatically you know there, there's ways technology has ways around this and you can avoid this kind of garbage all right Last story, folks. We'll hit this and we'll call it a night. All right. Uh, Okay. Raccoon dog stranded at sea. Residents pray for his safety. All right. This also happened in Osaka on September 29th. A raccoon dog uh, that was stranded on rocks off the seawall adjacent to Yamaguchi Ube Airport uh for over three days has disappeared after concerned neighbors installed a ladder to help the stricken animal escape so in what they're calling a raccoon dog is basically just a fucking raccoon i don't know why they put the word dog in there i don't get that but someone put the word dog in there it's not a it's not a canine it's a it's a mammal it's a raccoon it's like the fucking dude from um, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just like him. looks exactly like him. It's a goddamn raccoon. It's a, it's a trash can panda. <laughs> uh. So anyway, someone put the ladder to help him get out. He's stuck on a rock like the tide came in and can't get off this rock. And he's stuck out there. And I don't know if they can swim or not. So it is unclear how the raccoon ended up on the rocks was speculations that it fell there from the seawall. The raccoon uh, tried to swim back to the seawall, but it couldn't climb it. Okay, so it tried to go back to the seawall, couldn't climb up, so it went back to the rock. So it returned to the rock. Uh, In the evening, during high tide, the rocks became less and less exposed, making it difficult for the animal to stay above water. The raccoon is also known as a tanuki in Japanese, or a raccoon dog with uh, that's weird. I don't know why they call it dog. Fuck that. Uh, it was spotted near the sea, uh, uh, near Ube City in Yamaguchi Prefecture on September 23rd, but was nowhere to be found on Wednesday evening, September 27. After concerned locals had left a ladder for the a- animal to climb up the seawall, so we're not sure what happened to the raccoon dog. <laughs> he may have uh, he may have gotten out on the ladder. One can hope, or he's sleeping with the fishes. I have no idea what happened to him. But that being said, thank you, folks, for tuning in today to another fantastic adventure of Got Faded Japan. And this, once once again, a Jeremy Solo show. I hope you liked it. If you like our uh, business model of giving away free comedy and news information, do us a favor and go to our website. I'm um, sorry, not a website, um, our Facebook site, I can follow us on YouTube, sign up, share that with a friend. We have Patreon, we got Twitter, we got Facebook, all of the above. Any basic social media, we are all over it. We've even got X, we've even got X, we've got TikTok. Follow us where you can. Share our shows with your friend. We have longer form shows, we have audio only shows, we got clips, we got highlights. Pick one, share it with your friends, do us a favor. If you can't support us with money, at least support us by helping other people find our show, people who are interested in Japan. And with that being said, I will check you guys next time. Peace. Go fuck yourself.